And we are set to go, and hockey has arrived in the Sunshine State. The shot, Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Life, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Tanker. How's everybody doing? It is Friday, December 11th. I uh, hope everyone's had a good week. Just inching a little bit closer to not only Christmas, but we're also inching closer to the end of 2020. I think I speak for everyone when I say that uh, we're, we're glad to see 2020 go with everything that has uh, that has unfortunately happened throughout this whole year. But uh, we still are looking forward to hockey um, on the last episode of Locked on Lightning, as well as if you ch- checked out uh, my regular Thursday spot on which on uh, Locked on NHL, in which I discussed with my co-host of Locked on Abs, uh, Chris Masilli, uh, we discussed all the drama that's been going on in the league. Um, on the last episode, I spoke about the owners in, you know, just... Crying poor. I, I mean, it, it, I'm tired of hearing it. But regardless of what sport it is, you guys are billionaires. You you own over $500 million franchises for the most part. I mean, there are some franchises, especially in the NHL, that aren't exactly that that high in value. I mean, there are, but it's you, you can't compare it to some of the higher ones that are in the billions. Uh, but still... You, you know, and I said it on Lockdown NHL. If, if you have, if you can't have, the, if you don't have the money, or you feel like you're losing money, then sell the franchise. You'll you'll make tons of money um, in that way. So, but it looks like we're gonna have hockey. Uh, the owners did agree with player association, um, and you know it's not official. I mean, things could change, but it looks like January thirteenth, the fourteenth. That those two days are, are, it looks like it's going to be the target point for the start of the season. Uh, I'm a little skeptical. I, I, I think there's more news that is going to come out in the following weeks that, you know, maybe the league might push things back just because of possible, I guess, you know, host city difficulties or, you know, if they do decide to do host cities, which is not a definite at this point. Um, really, the, the bulk of the talk in terms of the upcoming season has been, for the most part, how they're going to play these games and what is the safest way in which they're going to play these games. And so the obvious, the, the one way they're going to make this, they have to figure out to make this work is division realignment. You know, it really doesn't make sense for certain teams like uh, – I don't know, for, for the most part, you know, like Chicago, who is mostly the central division, uh, to be playing teams in that division. So um, they're really going to try and have teams, for the most part, that are in the same region of the country, regardless of time zones. They're going to kind of try and make it work that way, which I don't have a problem with. But with the Lightning, with the proposed, uh, well, actually, the reported uh realignment that was reported by TSN's P- 
Pierre LeBurn. LeBurn, I can't pronounce anything today, guys. Uh, it's Friday. My head is jelly at this point. But anyway, LeBron, um, you know, right now, it, as it stands, if these were going to be concrete, it would be Carolina, Columbus, Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, Nashville, and Tampa, which, in my opinion, I I like that division. I, I, I think that for everything that the Lightning are sort of court, sort of kind of going through right now with the with the whole roster situation, um, losing some players here and there, that that's a good division for them to play in. Uh, I think that if you look, at, the best way to look at it is that Tampa is at least guaranteed to to finish in the top three. Um, if I had to put money on it, obviously I think Tampa would be winning this division with Columbus and Carolina. I mean, you could easily flip-flop those two in the two and three spots, any which way you'd like. Um, and then Detroit, Chicago, Florida, Minnesota, and Nashville uh, are pretty much for the no- most part non-factors. So I like this uh, realignment for Tampa as opposed to if they were going to play in the East. Uh, I mean, the Eastern division is if this stands – this might be one of the best divisions, uh, most competitive divisions we will have ever seen uh, in the game of hockey. It's Boston, Buffalo, New Jersey, uh, the Rangers and the Islanders, Philly, Pittsburgh, and Washington. Uh, that's just I, – I, I feel bad for Buffalo and New Jersey. I think that the Islanders are going to be competitive. I don't think they're going to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, but – I think that they're still going to be competitive. I think they're going to be on some sort of a high, uh, as you know, from last year's uh, playoff run. And then we got in the West, we got Anaheim, Arizona, Colorado, Dallas, Los Angeles, San Jose, St. Louis, and Vegas. Um, I had a little conversation with ESPN's Greg Wyshynski, who we've had on the floor, uh, on on the the show before. Uh, I it was just a little short conversation that um, is actually going to be featured on another show. Uh, if you haven't already uh, you know, tuned in or seen on social media, I have another show called the Empire State of Sports uh, podcast. Uh, I had Greg on there to talk about this, uh, the whole situation going with the NHL and the realignments. And what he told me in our discussion, it looked like that it, it looked like to him, from what he heard, St. Louis actually uh, volunteered or when they were asked, they said yes right away to be in the Western Conference because it seemed, you know, obviously the time difference would be a lot better for them in terms of scheduling games, all that stuff, as well as, uh, you know, having to play against really the only two teams that really St. Louis would have to be kind of, I guess, worried about would Colorado for 100%. And Dallas, I, I mean, Dallas, yes. They, they they were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, but I'm not going to sit here and, and I, I, I don't think that, you know, because we see it every year in the playoffs, teams go in these runs. I mean, I just spoke about it a little bit ago about the Islanders, I, but that, that I feel like that was under special circumstances. Uh, you know, no disrespect to the to the Stars and, you know, what they did in the in the playoffs, but at the same time, I think under normal circumstances, I think I don't think the stars would be able to to play up to that level consistently. Um, but then, again, like I said at the start of the playoffs uh, back in July, 
I, I, I think that, you know, once you get into the playoffs, as long as you're in the dance, all bets are off. So you have to look at it from that way. Uh, but I really think that that's what that Western division really comes down to is it's St. Louis or Colorado. Um, and, and then obviously we have that Canadian um, division up North Calgary, Edmonton, Montreal, Ottawa, Toronto, Vancouver, and Winnipeg, um, which I mean, I, I like it. I, I, I would hope, you know, in the future, maybe the league would consider doing this full time with the, the Canadian teams. Then again, maybe you might be taking away some, some really good rivalries, of course, with, uh, Toronto and Boston and, you know, Montreal and Boston. And, you know, you, you kind of do as the league, uh, you, they make their bread and butter off those original six rivalries. So I, at the same time, I don't think it would be the best thing to, uh, to really, to really maybe divert away from all that. So, uh, I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, I really like where the lightning are in terms of this situation. Uh, if, you know, I think that the Lightning will finish it first. I, you know, it is going to be a 56-game season. So at the same time, you know, it's not a definite thing in in these top-tier teams really finishing at the top. Uh, when, I, when I spoke with Greg, uh, you know, he was saying that, uh, you know, if it's the one thing that the Devils have proven is that, They've been very successful in very uh, shortened seasons, but I don't think you know. I don't. I don't think the Devils are going to be that successful. But I'm not. I'm not really saying the Devils per se. But this is the kind of thing where I could see possibly like a I don't know like a Chicago getting off to a good start, uh, making a little noise. You know, they're a team that kind of looks like they're going to start selling some of their assets. Uh, I, I think the clock personally. I think the clock is ticking. On the whole, uh, Jonathan Kane, Patrick, uh, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, uh, duo there in Chicago. I think whether it's if it's not this year, most definitely next year. If if Chicago doesn't have a good season, I think this will be the the end of the run for those two up there in in the Windy City. So, uh, but then again, who knows? Maybe maybe they'll go on one last run there, um, and then I could also see. Nashville causing a little bit of noise, uh, you know, in this, it, it, it's all really comes down to is a good start to the season. You know, if the first couple of months you're, you're playing good hockey where you're in the top four, top three of your division, I don't see a reason why as to, you know, some of these teams can't do that. Uh, even in the West, I could see an Arizona, uh, you know, of Vegas. I mean, Vegas is going to be good this year, but I don't really count them as a, a very scary team um, out of the West. It's really, like I said, it was a two horse race out there. I think it's, I think it's St. Louis and Colorado until proven otherwise. Uh, Anaheim and San Jose and the Kings are just going to get beat up this year by those, by those four other teams. So um, I could see Arizona finishing in the top two, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, as for the East, I don't know. I, I think that when it comes down to it, I think it's going to be uh, probably Boston, Philly, and New York. And when I say New York, I mean the Rangers, not the Islanders. I, I, I think that Boston has one more good year in them, 
and then you're going to start to see some decline in some of the, those core players. I mean, Chara is done. Um, you're going to see maybe Brad Marchand starting to, to decline a little bit. You're going to probably see Patrice Bergeron starting to decline a little bit, really. And, and then it's going to become David Pasternak's team, which if it isn't already uh, to some degree. But, yeah, I think it's going to be Rangers, Boston, and Philly out there in the East. Um, wouldn't be surprised, though, if Pittsburgh uh, makes a little bit noise um, at the top of the division start off. I think that, you know, I I could see a guy like Sidney Crosby kind of um, – and I'm not saying these guys don't do this. Um, you know, we see it in basketball most notably, guys like LeBron James. They, they kind of sort of, to a certain degree, hold back for the first part of the year. Uh, I just think that now with this shortened season, I could see a guy like Sidney Crosby going balls to the wall uh, every game um, and, and having a pretty impressive season. Uh, and, and then for the Canadian division, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I really – Calgary is obviously going to make the playoffs. Edmonton, Toronto. But – from what we saw from Vancouver, and yeah, I, I might be contradicting myself just a little bit on this, you know, with my argument with the Islanders in Dallas. Um, but Vancouver just showed the the biggest the biggest improvement, um, and that 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 really has to do a lot, obviously, with their young core that they have out there in the West. So I I wouldn't be too surprised if Vancouver finishes in second, but at the same time, um, if you're if you put money on a winner of this division, I would probably say your safest bet is either Edmonton or Calgary, or to, I, I mean, or Toronto. I, I I don't know. Toronto hasn't really shown me anything really the past couple of years. Yeah, they finished in the top of the division and in the conference every year, but at the same time, when it comes down to it, they're really supposed to be this. They're always touted, and maybe it's the Toronto media, but they're always publicized as this huge, you know, very, very talented team because they have Austin Matthews and, you know, William Nylander, and now Jonathan Tavares last couple of years. But I, I haven't seen anything, really. I mean, they got bounced relatively early in the playoffs last year. Um, I, 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 but now with their offseason – acquisitions, uh, Wayne Simmons, Zach Bedosian, I could they they're kind of following the same recipe that the Lightning had in their way to a cup win this year, and maybe that's what they're doing, and maybe that's what they needed. Uh, we spoke in detail throughout the season before the trade line trade deadline how the Lightning needed a little sandpaper. Uh, for their team, you know, a couple of guys to really go out there and play really physical hockey and really kind of keep the other team in line and wear them down. And I, and who knows, I could be totally wrong right now. I mean, I, I, if, if that, if everything is supposed to work out the way it did for the lightning in terms of getting players that play the game, a similar, a similar fashion as, you know, Blake Coleman, Barkley Goodrow, Zach Bogosian, then, yeah, Toronto has a very good chance of winning the Cup. But at the same time, they haven't proven that, you know, when it comes to the biggest stage, 
I'm not going to call them choke artists, but when it comes to the biggest stage, they, they seem to kind of uh, shy away from it or just not perform up to the level that everyone expects them to. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see how things really shape up, especially in a 56-game season because it, it really, at you know, if you're looking at it from someone like me, it's, it's not your same old story with some teams, um, you know. So anything can happen. I mean, we could be talking going into the playoffs about how, um, you know, Arizona is dominating the West or, you know, something of that sort. But I don't think so. I think Arizona, obviously, they had Taylor Hall, which who is obviously in Buffalo now. So it's, it's a, things are a little different now these days. So uh, let, let's just talk about today's sponsor real quick. And that is Built Go. Break through your wall. Bilko makes you the best you at whatever you do. Whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Built with Go every day. Easy to take one and a half ounce packages, put in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, even if that means you're at work doing it over Zoom. Your golf bag to power through the back nine, the probably the most COVID-friendly activity that we have out there today. Or put it in your pocket, most notably, like I said, if you're at if you're at home most likely your pajama pocket, uh, to get through the day. Bilko is the best workout gel on the market. It's five-hour energy. It's five-hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus, it's natural, so it's better for the body. It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. Uh, if you've been listening to Lockdown NHL, uh, Chris and I have been going back and forth about this. I still am trying to kick the habit of drinking monster drinks every day, but uh, just of how crappy they make you feel, especially on the crash. I'm sure some of you. Now, so and they got three delicious flavors: peanut butter honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint. Uh, I've tried the peanut butter honey; it's very good. Uh, I didn't expect that little, you know, the honey to be as sweet as it really is. And how does Built Go work so well? Well, Built Go combines energy gel with collagen protein. Collagen protein is fast absorbing, so it gets into your system fast. Plus, it's easy on the stomach. Collagen promotes joint soft tissue hair, and skin health. This stuff literally makes you look better. So go to BuiltGo.com. Use promo code LOCKED. You'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Moving on, um, I'm going to talk about a little bit, a little bit, you know, if you want to hear the full discussion with me and Chris, go to this uh, yesterday. So, yeah, Thursday show, uh, which we discussed what's going on with the the Pittsburgh uh, Penguins situation with their assistant coach. It, it it's it's a ridiculous thing at this point. Um, I I I can't believe we're still having uh, the the discussion today about you know sexual assault. You know I'm not you know it, it's going to happen unfortunately, but I, especially in this situation where the Penguins decided that they were going to try instead of dealing with this, just to try and put it on the hush hush. Um, I didn't, I don't understand as to why they thought they were going to get away with this, but it is what it is. Um, so yeah, if, if you haven't been up to date on this, so I'm, I'm not going to go into too much detail, but basically um, two coaches from the Scranton Wilkes-Barre uh, Penguins, um, the, the Pittsburgh Penguins AHL team, uh, we're on a road trip years ago, and one of them brought their wife, and uh, the the a coach 
who was there alone by himself at multiple times throughout the trip, uh, sexually assaulted the other coach's wife. Um, and it, it, it's just a troubling situation. And, and then apparently, supposedly, I mean, this could all, you know, I, I'm a firm believer in let's go to court, let's figure this out. And, you know, everyone is deserves their due process. But at the same time, it, it's just, if you read about this, it, it, it's one of those things where it, it's too troubling to really make up. You know, it's not, but I'm not saying it hasn't been done before, but at the same time, you know, I'm more on the side of that this probably happened. Um, and the fact that the Penguins, when the coach went to the organization and said, hey, this guy did this, uh, the Penguins were like, you know, just big quiet about this. And it, it's it's not a good look. Now, as for punishment, I, I don't know what's going to happen. I And, and that coach uh, that is being accused of this, he is currently the GM of the Minnesota Wild. So I would imagine and expect him to lose his job in the coming days. Um, if he doesn't, then I guess maybe there's more, I guess there's more um, evidence that we're not being told about that proves that he hasn't done this or whatever the case may be. Um, but if, you know, I would, I would expect with a lot of these cases that we've seen in the past, um, you know, when stuff like this comes out, usually people lose their jobs fairly quickly. Um, maybe since it's the off season, maybe they're going to kind of not jump the gun on this firing, just, you know, not as quickly as we are accustomed to seeing, but um, yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens. I, I just think it's very bad and it really, takes away a lot of attention from what fans really should be and the media should be covering um, away from, you know, the important things. This is just nonsense. This, the owners, uh, and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to kind of go come out and, you know, give my two cents about that. If you want to hear the full conversation, of course, go back to yesterday's episode of Locked on NHL. Uh, with me and Chris Masilli as we kind of went a little bit more in depth than we really wanted to. But uh, yeah, we, we kind of give our, our full opinion on that. So in the news today uh, that I saw, or it was yesterday, which was um, it's in order to kind of make a little bit more money, the, the owners and the league are sort of uh, thrown out the idea of possibly naming these new divisions uh, that, you know, they're going to have sponsorships over it. So I guess, you know, for example, um, they're going to do like the, the draft Kings, uh, division or, you know, just, I, I would assume that would probably be one of them. Um, but if, if they want to do that for one season, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it, but I, I just feel like for a lot of people, um, it's going to be a little bit confusing especially if it's a long name. Um, but if you want to do like the, the Bauer division, the re, um, the, the CCM division, you know, stuff like that where it's hockey related, that's fine. But if, if you're going to do something like, you know, if it's going to be like one of those bowl name, you know, in college football with the bowl games, you know, if you're going to have some ridiculous, like if we're going to have like, you know, just to echo back to an old bowl game. I don't, I don't call, I don't follow college football that much anymore. So I, I still don't really 
don't know what all these names it's you know if they have it like the the remember the go daddy bowl or the, the tostitos bowl if they do something like that i mean i don't i mean and just replace it with the vision i don't know how to feel about that but uh maybe they do maybe they work something out with some legendary players um uh, you know i i the whole thing of like the league trying to they're gonna make this money back eventually with tv deals on on the docket for for the future um, and all that stuff. I, I just think that you're going to make this money back. Like let's just, why don't they take the money and this idea with the divisions? For example, if you want to do work something out with some NHL legends, for example, you know, the two that come to mind is like Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and, you know, two other players, uh, I guess Patrick Waugh or something like that. Uh, you name the divisions after these guys for one year, and they donate—I don't know, like a million dollars—to the charity of their choice, uh, or they—they they all donate money to COVID relief and all that stuff. I think that would be a good idea. I, I think that let's just use this season. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, it's a wash. You're really not—the owners aren't going to make that much money, regardless. So why don't you? use this opportunity to put it towards a good cause. Uh, I don't see why that this should have been something that should have been spoken about. And I'm surprised that no one has really spoken about it or really brought up the idea, but I don't know, maybe I'm ahead of my time. Who knows? Uh, and then one other thing that I saw that we won't, I won't go too much into detail about that. I also saw as well. It was from, saw an article written by James O'Brien from NBC sports that, the NHL is reportedly considering selling ads on players' helmets. I I just I don't like that idea. I, I mean I we started having it in the NHL on jer I mean the the NBA on jerseys. We see it in Europe with you know their jerseys. Uh, we see it on helmets. We saw it on the pants. I, I I don't want these guys turning into to uh, NASCAR drivers, and, and you know how we see the the. These guys are walking billboards. I, I don't want that. I, if you want to sort of do the thing that they do in Europe with with the ice, if you want to have if you want to have sponsorships and advertisement stuff on the ice, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, that is what it is. I, I mean, I'm sure players won't care. I mean, regardless of that, but I, I just feel like you know, in no disrespect to the the European jerseys, but they kind of it, it looks ridiculous with all these sponsorship stuff on them. So I don't I don't think that you know they should be doing that i don't think it's a good look uh if you like it let it let let us know tweet to us at the locked on lightning twitter page at lo underscore lightning let us know how you feel about that and of course tweet to me at ap danker d-e-n-k-e-r on twitter always happy to hear from you guys as well as follow us on our new instagram page that we're still in the process of really starting to add some more content to it um it's locked on underscore lightning on instagram give us a follow as soon as the season starts we'll start putting up more content so keep an eye out for that as well um but yeah i i, I don't i i think that really the owners um and the league in general should look at this and be like let's just get these guys in the ice let's play let's just play the game uh you know because there are and i spoke about it on with with christmas silly is that Let's just let's just play the games because there's tons of fans that are sort of on the high for the first time that became hockey fans during this past playoffs. So you're kind of with 
all this nonsense and stuff, you're you're possibly losing out on more fans, and that's how you're gonna make your new. That's how you're gonna make your revenue, and that's how you're gonna make your money back is new fans. So, just work on getting the game back on the ice, and and that's all you gotta worry about. So let's just get to the season in a safe manner. So once again, everybody, thanks for listening on today. Uh, we're gonna probably try to get an episode up tomorrow. Uh, continue our bolts for watchables segment that we were supposed to get out the other day, but. Uh, we had some technical difficulties as well as, you know, it was, it was a little too late by the time things were starting to, um, you know, we were going to start cranking things out. But uh, keep an eye out for that. We're going to try and get it out to you uh, tomorrow or in the coming days. Or if anything, we'll just do four episodes next week. It's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, so we hopefully we'll have some news uh, going forward about what's going to be going on uh, with the league. So keep an eye out for that. And yeah, that's been it for today's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Dranker. I'll talk to you on the next one.